Hello everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit. This is the main show where we tackle hot fitness news and listener requests. This week we discuss the amazing news that gyms have largely reopened, in the UK anyway. And Tom's been back to work. He's back at work in the gym, so he's going to give us an insight into what's been going on and what to expect going forward. We also give our advice on getting back into the gym after such a long period off. Second part of the show, we're also going to discuss the UK's newly announced controversial obesity drive. That buzzword, socioeconomics, comes up again. Uh, So not so much heavy with the studies this week, just a good old opinion-based look at some hot fitness news. Let's get into it. Hello boys, how are we doing? Welcome back. Hello. Hi, uh... Andy, mate, you look shattered. I'm, f- I, I'm fucked, honestly, I'm fucked. I'm, being 33 now, I've just hit a brick. 33? Yeah, 33 the other so day. this podcast, mate. Fuck, I didn't raise your foot. Jesus. I oh, know, you're going to have to fucking downgrade, downgrade me to an OAP. Get some young blood in. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm 32. Oh, honestly, I'm like a little child. Thir- are, you gro- are you too grooming me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hit 33, you break, honestly. You I just literally woke up old. You just wake up and there's no cartilage in your knees anymore. No, it's just I stank, gone. A, I stank a piss as well. Like that's a normal <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, I've always had that problem anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tom, yeah. you know, what I just said about the groomer thing. I've known you. I've known you since I was 15, mate. So technically, I mean, this, this you could you be classed as a, this could be groomer. You were a groomer. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to get them in early. I'm, 20, I'm 25 now. I'm nearly 25. <laughs> yeah. I'm 25 in like next week. Is it next week or week You're after? You're only 24. Yeah. Fucking oh, hell, Bill. He's you are a pup. such a pup, ain't you? I know, yeah. How are you fucking... Act- right, Bill, go to bed, okay? Yeah. Got to- <laughs> Someone who can get up past eight o'clock at night. You-, you can have five minutes on your iPad, then you can go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. That pretty much sums up my parenting skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, should we'll we get into it? Yeah, well, do it. Well, de- I want to talk about something first. 100%. Of course you do. Go on. Oil rigs. Oil rigs. Oil rigs? Yeah, like, what, what are they? Bit off like, topic, isn't it? I mean, they're like oil rigs, like deep sea oil rigs in particular. Well, like, they're just weird, isn't they? Like, apparently we're supposed to believe that they've, they've got those big pipes that go in under the water and get oil out, which is just, it's just stupid, ain't it? Why is it stupid? Well, it, we think about what their real purpose is for. So you've got, uh, let's, like, Scotland, for example, the, you know, the Scottish Isles, uh, the sea around Scotland, and as, living from there, Bill, you should kind of know about this, but, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, deep-sea oil rigging around Scotland. Yeah, a lot of money sea. comes from oil, doesn't it? They get a lot of money from oil, yeah. Well, they say it's oil, don't they? But, look, realistically, when was the last time the Loch Ness Monster was seen in Loch Ness, in that big pond of theirs? It hasn't been seen there in ages, has it? And I'll tell you why. It's because in the 60s, they transported the Loch Ness Monster to just outside Scotland into the sea. Now, those oil rigs, we've been told that it's siphoning fins up oil. But actually, what those are is they're siphoning food down because they're basically giant straws, like feeding tubes. Siphoning food down? Yeah, <laughs> to feed the Loch Ness Monster and all the other deep sea creatures under the sea. So you're saying they've got massive straws and they're just feeding... Yeah, it's just a, a, a deep sea oil rig. It's basically it's a massive straw. It's a big feeding tube for monsters, such as the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> Fuck me. And if you uh, think about it, it makes sense. Pretty... My mind... You know, and I'm sure we can... Uh, well, I'm sure that's going to be new information to everyone. 
Let, let's say if someone's listening to this and your dad or your family member or your missus, because you know gender equality now, works on an oil rig. They're not working on an oil rig. They're basically a zookeeper. <laughs> zookeeper? Well, yeah. They're like the, the Joe Exotic of the sea. They just they feed monsters under the water with their where big, the massive straws. Where have you, fuck it, where where the fuck have you got this from? Uh, it was it, uh, Google. 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 Just, just Google it. <laughs> Just Google well, it. Anyone who's listening, just Google that and then tell us what you find. Because if you yes. find it as well, I'd like to know. Who believes this? I you know have you to Google this. something very specific, though. I think uh, the correct term is uh, Loch Ness deep sea uh, tube feeding um, oil rig uh, deep fake. <laughs> That's a bit of a mouthful. That hurts my brain. <laughs> right. <laughs> Other subjects we can get into today. Right, boys. Gyms have reopened. They have indeed. It's exciting times. Things are getting somewhat back to normal, minus the second spike that's incoming. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that, that's a potential. I mean, I haven't actually been to been to the gyms reopened because I've kind of got myself like a little mini outdoor setup at the moment. So there's no need for me to go to gym. But I know Tom, you've been back to the gym, haven't you? I have been back to the gym. Well, I've not I've not been working out if that's what you're implying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so um, you know, I'm, I'm starting work at a new gym soon. I'm not going to say the name of the gym, but just in case, you know, I ever say something which the company might not agree with. You pure know. gym, isn't it? Uh, thankfully, <laughs> it, thankfully, it isn't pure gym, so, you know, fuck pure gym. I'd have guessed But no, I mean, uh, yeah, so it's true my true. first It's my first time. No, fuck them too. The Joe, especially <laughs> fuck true gym. Jesus Christ, they're awful. But yeah, I mean, um, it's my first proper insight into how a commercial gym now looks during covid and yeah it's different it's different to say the least um i've got it's like where where do i start with this so social distancing is obviously a big thing now um i mean it kind of makes sense in regards to things like cardio machines etc it's like a one-on one-off rule uh literally one-on one-off so obviously you've got like a row of treadmills and you'll have like a you know an out of order sign on one of them. The next one's working. Another out of order sign on the next one, and then the next one will be working. So it's like a one on one off. Um, I have no idea how they're gonna do this with things like power racks that are next to each other. But uh, yeah, they're even like limiting people, like how many people kind of come into the gym. Um, some some gym some gyms have like uh, made apps where you can actually check well how busy is the gym before you actually turn up. Because uh, here's the thing, some gyms are actually expecting queues. So usually a queue isn't like a, a strange thing in a commercial gym when you think about, oh, there's a queue for the bench press. Not a literal queue, but usually you've got some twat hovering around you as you're trying to finish like five sets. But I mean, like actual queues outside the building to get into the gym, they are actually expecting them, which is a, a whole new foreign concept for me when it comes to gyms. I mean, what, you know, this app thing, doesn't that sounds like something that would be quite useful anyway, to be honest, like long-term, I would have thought. Right? Yeah, I mean, that is quite a cool thing for long-term anyway, because, like, uh, we was kind of talking about this a little bit before the podcast. It's like, as Andy says, like, there's nothing worse, like, rocking up to the gym, and it's absolutely rammed. And if, if you're local, it's not too much of a big deal, but if you've had to drive, like, f- you've actually driven five miles away, you've gone and found that really hard parking space, you might have had to put a couple of quid in a machine, maybe. You've dedicated yourself, you, haven't you? you? You've just taken a double shot of pre-workout, and you were fucking raring to yeah, go. Good to go, yeah. You've yeah, got yeah. steam coming out your eyeballs, and you get to the gym, and it's, there's like a five-person wait for the bench press. And you're like... Oh, have we seen any queues yet? I don't. I've seen. I've seen pictures of queues like before the gym's actually open, but then that's just people being eager to get back in like the first couple of days it's open. But I don't know if there's going to be actual queues throughout the day. Surely not. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, 
I, I don't know, but what we've got to consider as well is that even if there are, at the moment, queues look more severe than what they actually are because obviously a queue looks longer when you've got to stay, you know, two metres away from each other. Yeah, of course. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's still shit that you've got a queue. Yeah, I mean, they are taking the whole social distancing thing pretty seriously. Uh, on top of that, and this is actually a good thing and it should be like this anyway, like hygiene is now playing a massive, massive factor in gyms, as I said, this should this this shouldn't even be it should be normal. It should yeah, be normal though. It, sh- it? it should be normal. But I've worked in a commercial gym before, and I could tell you now, it's not as high. Here's the thing: in like in America in particular, there was the argument that um, oh, gyms should be open because gyms are one of the most sanitary places around. If you've worked in a commercial gym, you know that is not true. Don't get me wrong; I'm sure there's people that do take their job seriously, and that if you're like um, if you have like a home gym. You might take it seriously as well, but in some commercial gyms, you you can actually put your finger into like a bolt on a treadmill, and you can pick out years worth of absolute disgusting shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I look at it. The more the more people that go to the gym, the harder it is to maintain a good hygiene because you yeah. might be on top of it as an instructor, a coach, or an owner. But if you've got 50, 60 people that are picking it up, putting it down, and not bothering, and just yeah. going there about their business. It's hard and, to control yeah. there. That sounds like a fucking Nazi. You know? And yeah. not only that, but it only takes one person to have something that's contagious and that's the whole gym going man down. Yeah. But do you, do you know what? Bringing up Nazis, bro, that's actually a really interesting point. <laughs> how, how do we relate to Nazism? <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I once heard the argument and it's actually a really good one that if you ever want to see if like humanity is, is capable of self-governing, so what I mean by self-governing is where there's no official rules, there's no you know police force, no military. We just kind of all govern each other off of moral values. All you have to do is say, well, go to a gym and see how many people, without being enforced, will re-rack their equipment. How many of those people will wipe down equipment without any of these actually being rules, actually being enforced, just like having that common courtesy to do these things. It's not very common. So nah. no, it's not using that ex- using that example, humanity can't self govern. <laughs> it yeah, can't. It's, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, you go can't, to a yeah. gym. The, the gym has ruined that. Well, they've made it quite strict now, haven't they? Like it's strict, isn't it? You've got to literally clean every single bit of kit after. There's like cleaning stations all over the place. From what I've seen pictures wise, is that like in your gym? Is it? Is a yeah. I mean, some of the equipment we've been briefed on as well. It's like one of these things looks like a fucking flamethrower, <laughs> but in, but instead of a flamethrowing, it's like a it's like a like highly industrialized antibacterial spray it is absolutely crazy yeah. so i know there's some gyms that are even are even doing testing as in uh heat um t- testing oh yeah yeah testing your temperature and stuff before you come in as staff members will be tested at the door we've been oh, told really? we're tested at the door um they they, they asked me that actually they said like uh, look who who here plans on running to work and i put my hand up because you know i'm only a mile away and it's a good little way to just add the miles in throughout the week and they said look we don't advise it at the moment because obviously your temperature is going to be up and you don't want to be turned away from your shift and it's just little crazy things like this that are adding up where it shows you how the world has just changed so dramatically and in regards to the gym it would be nice to get back to some form of normality but it's it's we're not there yet i think uh, like crossfit gyms are, are are going to do quite well in this period because a big open space yeah, they're not space. big on machines. They're, they've Have you seen um, the boxes they're doing? They're like well, putting tape yeah, yeah, they've got the floor, like a two they? metre by two metre square. And this is the idea. What they'll do is they'll put a barbell, a set amount of weights. And because because it's very, we all do the same thing, it's a gym that can cope that way. Yeah. So they'll all have a dumbbell. They'll all have a kettlebell. They'll all have this. They'll all have that. 
It's and quite low maintenance in regards to the cleaning because yeah. you're all using the same, you're wiping down the same barbell. And they're normally all coached, aren't they? So it's yeah, like because they're all, all coached. The time they stay in their box. And like some gyms have even gone to the point where when you go to book on, it's like, right, Mrs. Jones, you are lane one. You stay in lane one. Don't just pick your own box. You have your own name tag in this box. And, and I think commercial gyms, because it's very... Free, free it's be for frantic all. and it's free for all and yeah. it's here and there and it's everywhere. It's, I think it's going to be very hard to for commercial gyms anyway to get out of this. Yeah, it's going to be down to you PTs, Tom. Like you, you yourself and your colleagues are going to be down to you to sort of monitor it. But are people actually going to have the balls to say anything half the time? Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I've seen a lot of PTs are quite timid. I've, I've, I've. <laughs> you know me personally, mate. I'm quite outspoken. If, if yeah, of course you are. Yeah, of course. If if I see something a shit, you know, here's the thing, like. It, in, in regards to everyday life, if I see something that bothers me, it's just, it is what it is. You know, I'm not a traffic warden. I'm not a jobs worth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry to any traffic wardens that listen to this podcast. <clears throat> not, go fuck yourselves. But yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> it, currently at, at this moment in time, it's, I think every single one of us, not even people that work in a gym, every single person at the moment on this planet has the responsibility to do what they can to limit the spread. You ain't got to work in a gym. If you go into a shop... Despite whatever fucking politics you believe, just have the courtesy that if you have a mask, wear it. Yeah. But the obviously... Thing is, not, the, the thing is, it's not even you're not even needing a mask. It's just some sort of cloth or fabric to dampen down your breath getting sprayed yeah. everywhere. It's fucking... It's, do you know what? Like People are turning around going, oh, it's not like scientifically proven that this helps and this... That. Whether, it, whether it helps 100% or it helps 1%, there is no difference in my eyes. The fact that if you can help someone 1% more or a better chance of us fucking conquering this shit, the spread, why aren't you yeah. doing it? Like in America, it's... That, so uh, like, I, I, watch, I watch a lot of the, like, this American stuff. My missus has a go at me and I, I find it fucking amazing that people <laughs> think like this. So like, there's, you see these fucking videos of Karens kicking off saying like... Um, <laughs> Like, I wasn't born without a mask on my face. It's restricted my air. And then you turn around and go, well, technically you weren't born with a house. Uh, and you weren't born with clothes on your back. Uh, you weren't born with fucking steak in your fridge either. So let's look at th- these things of, like, you can't drag it that way. Plus, they've proven as well, the, the, that oxygen thing about the breathing. I'm pretty sure they've proven that it doesn't have <laughs> yeah. the oxygen levels. But the thing is, though, it's, it's all about the way that you're you protrude like it goes out doesn't it do you know what I mean it goes out goes down it could land on someone and all you're doing that's why I find just... the gym's quite difficult isn't it I think that's why they took a while to open the gyms because that's quite a tricky one to combat isn't it yeah. the fact that I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan and... of working out with one that's not no that's what I'm saying you wouldn't be able to that's, that's the difficult thing it's that's quite, actually quite... a really good point uh, obviously we've got to be quite careful on this podcast because we're not medical professionals no definitely not no. as much as I like to pretend I am one most <laughs> but um, you know gobbing off about pain oh, 100% science, this is just this is just opinion yeah. based this opinion is opinion based, based um, but we're definitely right yeah 100% yeah <laughs> we're 100% right but only take 50% of the advice we give you uh, we're 100% right just don't take us to court because it holds up nothing yeah, because then we will 100% be fucked. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a lot of percentages thrown out there. But yeah, I mean, um, it is quite weird because different firms, different places, different people are recommending masks when working out. Some aren't. And it's a bit of a dodgy one because, I mean, like the World Health Organization, the WHO, they, um, or the WHO, as I've been told not to call them because that's a band. But yeah, I mean, the WHO have recommended that you don't wear a mask when doing like a 
high intensity kind of training and that does make sense because obviously you're covering your 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 face with something that makes it relatively hard to breathe when you are doing something intense. Don't get me wrong, it is uncomfortable, it is inconvenient when you're just out and about of a mask. I'm not going to kick up a political shitstorm over it, but in regards to exercising, it can be quite detrimental, and especially if you are, do start having well, especially, heat, especially summer now, isn't it? It's summer, it's hot, you know, it's, it's not But I mean, pleasant. me personally, if I'm in close proximity of someone and for some reason they're allowing two power racks next to each other open, I'd wear a mask... But I'm not doing something that's going to require heavy laboured breathing. You know, for, for me, doing like five times five on squats is not going to cause heavy laboured breathing. I'm not a powerlifter, so I'm not going to be getting out of breath by doing such low reps. But, you know, I mean, exactly, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's a dodgy one. Would you wear one. one yourself personally? Would you like, as a PT's working in the gym, would you, are you being told to, it's recommended if you're working for clients to wear one or? I don't... Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I will. I will. If, I, yeah, okay. if I have to do like yeah. an induction, I will wear one. If if I'm out and about on the floor and I'm not even close proximity of someone, I won't really need to. I don't, I don't see the point. But if I'm in close proximity of someone, and this includes other staff members as well, then yeah, I will just kind of ch- chuck it on. I will. Chuck I just find it, on. it really hard to like find the have the logical figure behind it because they say, "All right, we need to wear these masks all the time because of the, the spray of your breathing and stuff." But then yeah. you think about a gym; people are heavy breathing all the time. People could be like mincing around. I just find it hard. Yeah. This. I look at I look at the mask. So if we look at as uh, uh, we're sidestepping the the gym for a moment, and I, I look at the mask, and this is again, this is just a, this is just an opinion. I'm not saying that this is a fact or anything like that. It's just, just what I think when I, I look at it. So we've we start to wear masks in shops now. And everyone's like, why so late? Yes, I do personally feel like it is very late as a, as a nation. Like Everyone else has been doing it for fucking months. And we're like, oh, great, yeah, England again, like last to the party. Um, but for me, it's, what it does, it gives someone that sort of safety feel, uh, maybe an older person, to now know that if everybody's wearing masks, it might give her the opportunity to actually step outside her house to do some shopping herself, you know, yeah, and give you that sort of, I'll get you. Yeah, I'll, like the, I'll get, I'll totally get yeah that yeah. sort of social side of it, maybe just to have that warm and fuzzy feel because people maybe have scared to gone out and maybe the masks aren't doing, aren't doing that great of a thing. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Maybe, maybe it's 1%, 2%, whatever that is helping. The first kind of point I'd want to make about, so this is, this isn't really related to like, uh, the, like the whole fitness talk, but in regards to like, uh, cause I have heard the argument in regards to the UK, at least, oh, like we've 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 left it too late for the face mask. So what's the point now? Well, damage can still be mitigated, even if we are late with you know. That's a shit argument, though, isn't it? Oh, it's too late. Let's not bother. Better it's late than never. Argument. It's like having a. It's like yeah. getting a puncture in one of your tires on your car, and you think, oh, for fuck's sake, what's the point? And then you go and stab the rest of your wheels. You can still mitigate the damage done. And the second thing is the point of the mask. And once again, this comes down to people that have just been argumentative for the sake of argumentative or they're very heavy into their pseudoscience conspiracy theories. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> but I mean, um, you know, they're going, oh, it doesn't stop you. It doesn't stop your breath particles from, you know, uh, leaving the mask. You're still breathing on people. It's like, well... The whole point is you're stopping moisture droplets. It's not to do with it stopping your breath. It's to do with moisture droplets. And those can't realistically, or at least effectively, escape from the mask. And when it, going back to the gym now, I mean, this is where it is important because in regards to germs in particular, they tend to like moisture surfaces. Sorry, moist surfaces. Oh, I like that word, moist. 
moist. Yes, yeah, moist, moist surfaces. And I mean, this is where I mean. One, I know you're saying like CrossFitters are going to do well out of this, but one thing they are going to be gutted about is they're probably going to have to start wearing shirts <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, obviously things like sweat, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that was one of the biggest fears for me in regards to the gym and COVID was to do with like obviously it's a very moist <laughs> it's a very moist, moist environment I, I'm trying to stay I'm trying to stay this with a, say with a straight face but every time I say moist, moist I just lose moist. it moist moist environment yeah but it is a moist environment isn't it and not only in regards to ourselves sweating but when we touch certain bits of equipment I mean another precaution <clears throat> that my gym in particular has taken is certain equipment has just been thrown to storage until further notice so sandbags TRX, things like battle ropes, even certain like uh, mats, like gym mats, because the material they're made from, they tend to soak up sweat. Do you know what I mean? It's like that fabric. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I get you. So you can't really wash it. You can't like wipe it down with a cloth. You can't really wipe it down because it just it's absorbent, isn't it? If you think about the material of like a sandbag compared to you know the metal of a dumbbell, it, it just absorbs sweat. So yeah, things like that have just been chinned off. Even things like uh, I mean, here's another thing. A lot of the the gym classes have been just shelved for now, which does make sense because obviously you'd be working in close proximity of each other. But things like, uh, you know, the boxing gloves, they've disappeared. No, of course, we have obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah fuck me. The, the, the punch bag as well. Because if you think about it, I mean, when you, if, if someone was to decide to just punch bare fisted, uh, and I bet that brings back some memories for you, Bill, punching a punching bag with your bare fist. Remember when you fractured your wrist? Oh, and I broke my wrist. Yeah, that was that was, that was oh, funny. We need to talk about this on the next episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I want full. I want full <laughs> explanation on the next episode, Bill. I had to bring that up. You lost a fight of a punch bag. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, um, I'm logging off. If if, if if you know if this the punch bullshit. if the punch bag was left up and someone decides, well, there's no gloves. I'm just going to do some sparring on it. Bare, bare fisted and your sweat is getting into that bag if you think about fucking Victorian times when they used to get carpet beaters and you whack a carpet yeah, yeah. and all, all the, the shit flies out. out of it what do you think is going to be happening to that punch bag do you know what I mean so you, I can't understand it I can't understand it. it's going to be very frustrating for people extremely frustrating but you've got to understand that it's a risk versus reward scale and some of this some of this equipment just it simply has to be shelved until further notice to be totally honest with you I think you should, I think we should just be happy that they are open. Yeah, and 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 for me, a mask. Going back to the mask thing, because we're very complacent animals, aren't we? Uh, as humans, uh, we we can forget quite we can forget quite easily. We we do this. It's a natural thing. Um, so having that mask on is like a physical representation. Like we're we're in a pandemic. And people get too comfortable. You think first first time you go to a gym, second time you go to a gym, yeah, you might be all over it, but standard slip without a constant reminder. So I think maybe it, if you're working out, having that on your face, having it a bit like, oh, this is a bit shit to breathe, is that physical reminder like, hey, remember there's a reason why you have to wear it. There's a reason what we're doing. So yeah, it could it could be a good reason. I know they're not they're not doing it at, like at our place so it's just a case of like we've just got disinfectant absolutely everywhere like the world's most of like abundance of rags and like all the all the staff like everyone's playing the game to be honest like you don't really so you go in use a bit of kit you strip it out you leave it where it is you spray it yeah you, like you dose it in disinfectant and then like you put everything back it's working pretty well like our gym floor 
So is it different on the cup Because obviously we've got a few military listeners anyway, and I think obviously you're on a, you've, you've, your gym's open, aren't it? I think it's pa- yeah, so I think gyms are open, but I, th- I don't... Because with guidelines, it's how you want to understand them. Oh, yeah. I see where you're coming from, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very... Like, you can read... You can read stuff differently, can't you? You can interpret stuff different, shall we yeah. say? Yeah, and that's been a big problem with COVID in general, especially yeah. especially during the first, like, with the lockdown, like, what is an essential travel? <laughs> and the, and these, these are the things, and and it it then becomes not not lo- no longer does it become about what's good for everyone. It becomes of what. What can I do to what make everyone get away happy? With? And what can I get away with? Yeah, per- yeah. Per- that's perfect, isn't it? And that's this is these these are the things that happen now, is because we are a nation that wants needs right now, 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 now. I've not had it for a month. Ah, give me everything back. My freedom's been taken away from me. I'm the only one that's had this pandemic. All that sort of bullshit that people we have to put up with. You have to now, and that's why I think England fucked up on the whole COVID in general anyway, because we we feed off what the nation wants. We don't just turn around and go, right, guys, guess what? No one goes anywhere for two weeks. No one's happening. Instead of just putting like proper rules in place, we're like, oh, take it or leave it. Understand it differently. Oh. And that's what's happening now. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's gyms like, do you know, like little gyms that do their own thing, not big gyms. Oh, yeah, definitely. Gyms. Like yeah. literally little gyms that are like I think right, they're guys, way more, can't they? Because they're not don't like, don't get caught and we'll just carry on um, like normal. I mean, I've I've seen it. I've I saw it when when during uh, when lockdown first happened, you know, and we was advised like oh, we can go out for like a walk pretty much by ourselves or with like a one member of our household. So this is when things were fucking ultra strict months back, you know. And I saw you know in the back of the park, one of the local fitness trainers with a big group of you know young mums all in close proximity of each other, doing HIIT workouts and using the same equipment. And there was there was no social distancing going on. And then just about uh, two months ago, I saw another HIIT class going out. Obviously, you know, things had kind of relaxed by then. You can kind of do outdoor classes. But then they're all doing high-intensity intervals with fucking masks on and you can see they're struggling to breathe. And it's, it's, it's as you said, it's like how people decide to translate the guidelines depending on how it favours their perception of it. Yeah, so when I was in Poland, uh, we had a kickboxing gym. Like As we walked into the main compound of where I opened my gym, there was like a few different things going on. And the guy, he never stopped through COVID. And he had like a, he had like a little 100 metre square box at the very top. And he had like 20 kickboxers in there, all going full send every night. Lit- you could feel... You could feel the dampness in the air. Do you know when you walked in, yeah. like, you were getting sweaty from it's just, like the hotness. Moist. Yeah, yeah, that moist feeling. It was a moist <coughs> place. Um, he didn't give a shit. He was like, I'm working. He's like, I've got to earn money. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's bound to be people all over the place that are like this. Right, lads, what advice would we give to people getting back into the gym now after so long? Obviously, some of us, we've been quite fortunate having access to kit, like me and Andy, especially you had all your kit, so I've managed to jump on that. I've had loads of kit to train with. I've seen people starting to make garage gyms now, but some people haven't trained really at all, apart from maybe running, walking. So they're going to go back into the gym now and start slinging tin. I mean, what what advice have we got for those? Going I'm going to say spend at least three weeks 
just basically just take yourself to Nui again. Day one, day one, when I am, just go. Yeah, test it, yeah. Right. Don't right. don't go in thinking that you you are you are going to literally you stopped for COVID and you're going to start exactly where you left off. Don't don't be under any illusion. Don't go in going full send because all you're going to do is just destroy yourself, thinking you're amazing and you're going to be worse off. You know, at least spend a couple. You will learn the next day. <laughs> you will learn, yeah. And it's you, you, you've like how long we've we been out of this game now? What three? What, three since four? what February, March? March is where Finns officially started going locking down. Yeah, the, the gyms shut pretty quick, don't they? Because Christ, yeah. Hot, hot. So let's look at this in a respective light. You have been deconditioned to everything that you've ever done. Yeah, and even if you've got like a few dumbbells at home, in reality, you're not you're never you're not getting to that same level of like weight, intensity, and, you know, not, yeah, the yeah, weight, everything like that, the volume. You, you know what I mean, you might have had a set of te- set of tens at home and a red band sound, but is that going to then be go like right? I've got squat rack, I've got assault bikes, I've got skiers, I've got rowers, I've got everything. I just feel like it'd be a bit like toying a uh, kid in a toy shop type thing. You're just going to go full send and you're going to want to do everything, spend as much time as you can in there because you haven't had it for so long. It is like a drug, isn't it, the gym? It is a case of like you need to f- f- like fuel that fucking addiction. Just don't don't overdose. I feel like this would be sensible probably to get maybe get, if you haven't done it before to get the advice from a PT, maybe start working with a PT initially just to get yourself back into it where you're not really sure what you're doing is that's probably the safest option i've thought because a, P, a, a good pt anyway not a fucking shit one oh, kind of yeah. how i was gonna butt in there but yeah you said it for yeah. me <laughs> yeah but yeah, as long as you're a decent pt you should be able to regulate your clients properly so they go back into it easy and not just go full fucking send because people people will do it and i think that's it's good to get some advice i think before that tom guy's pretty good yeah that tom everyone know that tom guy yeah tom also, south Ryslip. yeah now nah, on, a, on a serious note guys look you've it's it's back now. It's open. Um, there's going to be loads. So a lot of, of people saying they're like the lifts. They've got. Oh, my lifts was this, and now it's like really low. And yeah, it's like, well, that's the big. That's, that's life. That's that's but the way. Guess it goes. what? That's that's what a yeah. that's what a fitness journey is. That's that's what a fitness journey. Another is. point though, we're saying that. We do you reckon we're going to see maybe less numbers as well as we go forward? Because a lot of people have actually built home gyms now over this pandemic. I've seen a lot of garage gyms popping up. Do you reckon people are going to keep doing that, or do they want to go back to the gym not, for the social reasons? Not proper reasons? gym goers. Not yeah. pro- do you know ones that are proper dedicated? Because yeah, I love it. you yeah. don't... you Being at home, you're only ever going to be in your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. got you. You know? so you Unless you're, you're really good at auto-regulation and really like you are... But even that, you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to push yourself to the next level because even though everybody says it, when you take a lift and people look, you feel good and all these sort of things. You know, they, these are the things. These are the these are attributes that we use to get bigger, faster, stronger. You know, and that's when the weirdos start doing their fucking crazy calisthenic type stuff. I'm gonna do a handstand from a power rack on fucking one arm yeah throwing a juggling ball upside down because i need people to fucking notice me on instagram but apart from them all the normal idiots um yeah just take it fucking I steady think so. i think a lot i see a lot of people do it their mates as well it's kind of like a, a thing they like to do with their friends as a social aspect of why oh, we going to the gym today mate and then they'll go to the gym together and that's their thing you know it's- that's actually a really important uh, point to make there because one thing about covid is and like the, the lockdown of the gyms is it's shown in light just how important a gym is for people's mental health and do you know what i've noticed as well i mean i'm, I'm gonna go mega serious here for a second and not take the piss because it's a serious subject and that is like i was looking on people's stories on instagram and like their, their first days back at the gym and these are people that like they look like they've they have it all you know they're shredded they're ripped they're you know they're extremely attractive and you can actually see how 
how vulnerable they had become without the gym, without the gym, sorry, without that means of escape, without that social life, without that purpose. And you actually saw that this was their way of coping with, well, with with life in general. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't just a simple case of people lost out on their gangs. People lost out on their social lives, their their purpose a lot of the time. Do you know what I mean? I find that especially prevalent with uh, cross CrossFit gyms as well, especially where that community vibe is so important. Is you know because I spoke to loads of people down CrossFit before and they've all said, "Oh, for me, it's just all about that community of coming together and a couple of times a week in the evenings and just getting to." It's not even about the training, really, is it? And the fact they got taken away from people. Well, as well as we said before, I've seen I've seen some gyms actually where people will literally go there after work and they might not even train. It's just part of their thing. They just go there to socialise, and it's because they're all friends there. And when they got when they got taken away from people, I mean, I can imagine that being quite detrimental to your mental health. And I think the fact that it's come back is obviously a, oh, yeah, yeah it's, of course, it's, it's a good thing, isn't it? And for some people, that is their social life. For some people, I know it's going to sound dramatic, but it's not because it's true. For some people, it is literally their. Ri- it is their life. It is their reason for getting up in the morning. I mean, well, that was the argument, wasn't it, for pubs? You know, everyone kicks about pub yeah. opening. That was the argument that so the social benefits of opening the pubs is going to get everyone's morale up. And the, that when everyone was like an all time low because of the lockdown, they thought if we open pubs, everyone would be buzzing again. And obviously, it did make it. Did, obviously, it's quite risky, but it did work. Everyone got a bit more excited. So, but I mean, you know, for I know, it's, I know it's going to sound quite horrendous, but let's be honest, for a lot of people, and it is usually like the really attractive people, the people that have great physiques. But their personality is basically the gym. And they haven't, as I said, it looks like they've got everything, but really they're quite vulnerable people and they're frail. And that's, and that's not meant as an insult, but it's, it, it, it goes to show, once you took the gym away, they didn't really have anything. For, for them, COVID has been fucking awful. Because you know, they're not going to get the exact uh, exhilaration or results from going for a walk or a run. <laughs> You you got to look at it like people when they took the pubs away, do you know when they closed pubs and that. That people that literally went to their work weekends were gone what, for the people, Friday yeah. and for the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing yeah, else yeah. they lived for. How much it upset people, and you know what I mean. And yes, amazing going on a Zoom call and drinking a few beers with your buddies is good, but you haven't got that it's not in, same, inter, yeah, it's not intimate social. There's something very. I mean, in in the UK, obviously for our non British listeners out there, there is. I know it becomes a meme about old Britain and its pubs, etc. But you know, a Brit, a proper traditional British pub, you you can't understand it until you've been in one. It's got yeah. a very specific atmosphere. Even now, we're not allowed to smoke in pubs anymore. It's got a very specific atmosphere. Everything. Home, I'd say from, homely in a way. It feels quite yeah, cozy. Home. I mean, yeah, it feels yeah. like a safe environment the fucking, in a way. I mean, the, the lights of the slot machine. You know, yeah. that geezer propped up on one elbow in his leather jacket in the summer. You know, it's yeah, yeah. all the little things yeah. that add up. You know, mm. you can't really compare it. And that's that's the same with the gym, isn't it? You get the same thing in it. You see the same people in the gym doing the same things. Like, oh, there's there's Leroy over there deadlifting 400 kilo like he did before. You know, it's great. You know, it's, that's part yeah. of your routine, isn't it? Things you're used to seeing that makes you feel happy without even exactly. knowing. Exactly. They that, take that away. It is that environment. It is that environment. And when I stepped into that gym today, it was just, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a brand new gym, so it's going to be fucking awesome anyway. But just stepping into the empty gym, it was it was quite exhilarating because straight away it's it was actually the first time since March that I actually felt like do you know what? I actually want to do a workout now. Do you know what I mean I I have access? I mean during the months for me personally, it's been very difficult because I've just not felt like I've wanted to train. I could train. I've got a power rack, but I've just felt no motivation. Today was the first time I walked in. I felt do you know what? There's people in that office that can see me. There's eyes on me. 
you know, I'm in a different environment. It's a colourful environment as well. It's a bit Legoland looking, my current gym. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, it was the first time I felt like, actually, I want to fucking train because it's a different environment. I've got full kit and equipment to lift. You've got the same as me, Bill. We've got full yeah, capability yeah. to do loads of work and, 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 and yeah, it's a great keep workout. the gains up. But you have to admit, there's just nothing like going into the even when you go into the gym on your own and you have and you look around a room and there are people that are as de- just as dedicated to you if not more dedicated to you in the gym or people that are just starting and you and you and and what I love about a gym is you see and you can look at someone and you can see where they are at in their sort of primal life like you can see a brand new new person doesn't know what they're doing they're just there for to be there and then you can see that person that's got a little bit of knowledge but just go in full send all the time. And then you've got that sort of fucking really, not old dude, but like gym age old, you know, like been yeah. for a few years. Oh, yeah. And you know what they're doing and you can see that they're, they're much more relaxed and they're chilled. And, and it's you, tribal. You've got all these... Yeah, it's, de- it's tribal, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. yeah. And it's good to and be part of the tribe again. Of course it is, you know what I mean? It is and good it's, to be part of the tribe. And it's that sort of animalistic thing, you yeah. know what I mean? Because you're there. I mean, half these some... people, you don't even know their names. Do you know no. what I mean? You don't know what the fuck they're training for. You're just like, just, oh, there's that big tatted dude. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, but, you know, I'm part of something. Yeah, 100%. And that, that's that's one thing that I hate. I first hated it when I, like, watched it and looked at it. Do you know like, the, what, the way that CrossFit, they high-five and they're like, fuck yeah, and stuff like that. And then when I was out in Iraq with the Americans, and that's when I sort of fell in love with that sort of ethos of, like, the functional side, the crossfit side stuff, and you just get involved, and I knew at that point I was like, "This is this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do." Yeah. Um, because of just the high fives all round. Do you know what I mean? The fist bumps. Yeah. You're it's like encouraging. You, you yeah, want to be part of something. If we could go back to like talk about physical, because Bill Bill said like a really important key term that I like to mention myself. It's one of my buzzwords, and that is auto regulation. So if we're going about back to advice on what to do when you get back into it, you are going to be deconditioned, as you said, Andy. Chances are you're going to be deconditioned unless you are lucky and privileged to have a home gym. But it's to be expected. So when we say don't go full send, what we're saying is is don't expect to be as strong as you were previously. You know, you may have even gained a couple of pounds, you know, talking personally here. Uh, you know, you would have lost muscle as well. But here's the thing. This is where I would recommend for people to take into account auto-regulation. So I'm going to do a name drop Coach Dean Hammond, he actually has a post on auto-regulation that I particularly like because he explains what it is in the caption. But yeah, I'll if, link that in the show notes. So, you know, give that a link All in the right, show notes, notes I know, I know. But just to make up for it, I'm going to give my own description here of what it is. So here's the thing. You could go into gym with a plan on your phone or if you're, if you're like me, going with your little notepad. Uh, that's when I go to my private gym, by the way. I don't actually go into gym with my fucking laptop. But, you know, you've got Excel open, basically. And on that Excel, it says you're going to do this many sets for this many reps and you're going to be doing it at this specific weight, whether it be a percentage or kilos or pounds. Now, here's the thing. It might look like a lovely, sexy, Gucci fucking spreadsheet of a workout, but you might get to the gym and you might start doing it and realise at the beginning or halfway through, actually, this isn't going to plan. I'm nowhere near as strong as I thought I was going to be. All our regulations where you can make judgments on your training during the session. So if you feel that, well, what was supposed to be a, in terms of difficulty, 7 out of 10 workout is feeling more like a 9, listen, you haven't got to stick to what's on the pen and paper. You can back off a little bit and go more of feeling. So think to yourself, well, my goal is not to go full send today. 
is to just build myself back in. It's going to be an RPE of six or an RPE of, you know, seven. There's no reason why you can't deviate from what you've got on pen and paper or what you think you should be doing strength-wise. Just deload a little bit of the plates and do what you're perceiving is a six out of 10 or a seven out of 10. And that is all a regulation. You're making judgments and changing your training based on what you're currently feeling during the session. And that's what I'd recommend because a lot of people are going to be trying to just rush straight back into their previous uh, strength, their previous gains. And it's, it is kind of like not, not necessarily starting from the beginning, but just being wary and backing off a bit. So for me, all I would say on that is probably don't that program that you've designed with you or the, what you finished on. I probably wouldn't even do that. I would just go to the gym or adapt it and just and just yeah and just just deload. Yeah, just kind of go and have a have just generally have a feel. Just do what feel nice. As soon as you get a little bit tired, drop it down and sort of auto regulate don't because that adaptation you've built before is going to be gone isn't it so we've adapted to the volume before you've lost it we've got to readapt because if you go into the gym and you've got all these numbers you could walk out of there doing a massive mental detrimental impact to your to yourself where you've been like i used to hit these numbers now i'm not and you'd be walking away from the gym in a bad place yeah exactly Just enjoy the progress again. Yeah, the just, process, just, just, sorry, not the progress. Well, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> just go in. Just go in, play around, and just get the muscles firing again on, and just see how the body feels and do that for yeah. like a week or so. And, then, and yeah. then slowly, you know. Make judgments during the session of how you actually feel. You know, here's, I mean, here's the thing as well. Like, it does take a, a long time to kind of gradually build up to, you know, your one rep max, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the thing. In regards to deconditioning, muscle memory is a real thing. Originally, it might have taken you a long time to progress to your previous levels, but you're actually going to regain it a lot quicker. As long as you get back to training properly and consistently, you'll regain that strength and that muscle, all the good stuff, relatively quickly and quickly than what you originally did to gain it, if that kind of makes sense. You know, you, it happens you, when you get injured, don't it? When you yeah. get injured, you normally come back quite quickly anyway after injury. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's quite funny because usually whenever I have clients, you know, take a holiday or take a break off training and they're, and it's like a week and they're like, oh God, I've lost everything. And actually, no, it's like, what, two to four, it's in between like two to four weeks before yeah, you start a week losing would, a, a week strength on muscle. Notice, really. Yeah. But obviously now it's, it's a lot longer than a week, isn't it? You know, we're yeah, talking about, yeah. do you know so, what? I find a week, having a general week off where I'm not able to go to the gym helps massively. Yeah, a deload's good for you because here's the thing, a big part about training is recovery. And do you know, that's another thing we should probably touch on and that is you're still going to, even though we're happy to, we're eager beavers and we're happy to get back into the gym, recovery is still going to be important. Talk, talking about like losing strength, etc. I've I've dabbled with a barbell a couple of times but here's the thing because of the current situation i've found myself in you know with covid i've not been able to consistently train and i doubt i felt very demotivated as well you know so, so i've not been properly trained i've just dabbled every now and again uh and i mean look at the beginning of the year i was i'm not the strongest bloke at the end of the day but i could come into the gym and i could load up what 150 kg on the barbell and i could deadlift it and that'd be it no problem today just trying out the new equipment. I loaded up 60 kg onto the barbell, deadlifted it, and thought, God, even that just feels different. It just feels so different. What used to be just a, a mobilization drill for me, <laughs> it felt fucking horrendous. 
that reminds me actually of when so when I first got hold of the kit from you, Andy, the, the barbells and stuff. That was obviously quite a big gap between them. When I first started doing a workout, I think it, it, the workout involved like some deadlifts, some cleans, or something. Yeah. And I had sixty kilo on the bar, and it just felt so fucking. Heavy. I mean, now it, yeah. it feels back to normal again because of muscle memories we spoke about before. Yeah. And it's been quite a long time since I've got hold of the kit. But when I first lifted it, I was like, "Fuck me!" And even someone else no mentioned it on a post I put on Instagram. and said, "Oh, that looked heavy, mate." And I was like, "Yeah, it fucking felt heavy." And I was thinking, "Well, it's not even. It's just because yeah. its body was a bit of a shock after such a long period off." But obviously, muscle memory came in a few weeks later. I was back into it, and it was you know back to normal again. It can be, it can really be dangerous. Like these guys going back into the gym, thinking I've had four or five months off, I'm going to hit it as hard as I did, because I did that after dead. So we did a competition. I did 175 for five. Had fucking months off deads, and thought, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm just going to go in and rip it. And I almost pulled my ass out. I was just like, what the fuck's going on here? And like, and now, and now it's like, I'm like, I'm scared because of, it can really do damage and like long-term damage. And this is what people got to realise is, yes, you want to get back to the gym, but do you want to not go to the gym for a really long time again, you know? And it's this boom, and you're like, you're in a state of boom busting. And I can talk, I can, I can talk about boom busting all day because I spent three years in and out of rehab, being able to do fears and then wasn't allowed to touch a gym. Then I was, then I wasn't, then I was, then I wasn't. And I spent three years in and out of like the rehab chain, going up and down, up and down and not knowing how to control this, a really keen guy and then not being able to go to the gym for six weeks. And then I have to slowly get back in, but I was trying to do too much too quick. And then I was back out the gym again. So we can, we can talk about this all day, but just think you take three to four weeks to just take your time you're looking for longevity in your body. You know, it's not what you can do now, 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 because we only have one spine. You only have two legs. You know what I mean? You've only got two uh, two arms. Don't fucking bust one. Do you know what I mean? Don't bust a shoulder and be out of the game for six more months. I mean, guys, if, if anyone listening out there needs a bit of, you know, a bit of extra advice about getting back into the swing of things, just drop any of us a message or, you know, e- go email the actual podcast. We'll, we'll get in touch. We'll help you out as best we can, really. Um, same as you want any more advice on any more information about how gyms are run at the moment. Obviously, Tom's just been back to a, a, a normal gym, so he'll be able to sort of give you a bit more extra advice, especially as the week's going and he starts working a bit more. He'll be able to give you some more advice. So, <laughs> normal yeah, to gym. get in touch. Yeah, no, normal gym. It, it, it won't be normal when I start working there. I mean, we've, we've worked together before, Bill, and I mean, they've actually, they actually had to have health and safety briefings because of my work ethic. So we'll see what happens with this gym. <laughs> it's because of me they have to have that sign on the wall now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the next bit of the episode, lads, then. So we've covered basically the, the gyms have all reopened. The next part, this is kind of UK based really is that the uk has announced a big obesity draft basically cut down obesity because they've kind of realized that covid has made you know if you're obese and you get covid there's more risks of you know severe consequences but obviously obviously and that applies to any sort of disease really if you're obese you're more likely to be fucked than if you weren't obese so that's just being healthy isn't it so they've come up with this new uh, uk obesity drive the plan basically is i'll go through a few points we'll talk about them first one is they want to ban junk food adverts after 9 p.m., they're actually talking about doing it all day, but they have to get they have to go through some consultation process to work out that. It's probably to do with money, isn't it? It's fucking wrong. We look this generation's fucked. We accept it. Move on. Let's look after the kids. Yeah, let's square them away, sort them out, and then when they become the the, the main generation, they'll be in a good place to sort out the next generation. Let's just let's just admit this generation. What we're in now, 
we're fucked. Okay? Let's just cut the old, in with the new. You know, I'm, I'm just being a bit of a dick here. Are you, you know talking I mean? about fucking genocide of everyone over 40? <laughs> uh, not genocide. I'm saying self-genocide. You know what I mean? You wanna we, if you want to stick... our losses. <laughs> if, you wanna stick if you want to If you want to get a battered Mars bar and stick it in your hamburger, I'm saying go for it. Just don't do it to kids. It's cruel. All right? Let them run around and be healthy. Anyway, banning banning junk food adverts. I mean, that's that's kind of what. So, uh, do, do we, uh, they said potentially all day. I mean, they did this with obviously yeah, smoking I don't, back I don't in the day. Kids, I don't think kids should be seeing it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, it comes out to money though, doesn't it? It's it's all money, I suppose, isn't it? But but they 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 again. It's it's that sort of physio and injury. Do you know what I mean? Oh, physio, my shoulder hurts. Okay, let's look at your shoulder. Let's not find the yeah. but I think, the, I think the thing is what what the thing, the thing I'm trying to get at is you know when they ban smoking because the reason they I think they can get away with banning smoke overts regardless of the money is because smoking is inherently bad for you there's no like proof that it's good for you yeah but junk but junk food isn't if you a, a hamburger is not going to inherently make you obese is it it's the no but it isn't but it's making it really cheap and really nasty and and saying that it's 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 fine to do this and people going ah oh, well I want cheap I want tasty food that's it you know yeah, fucking avocado pound I, isn't it I feel like the advert thing, but I take by taking it off the TV, I don't really, I don't, I don't really see what. What is it that fucking they do it in like political races, don't they? They say we're here to help, and then when they get in power, they go, "Nah, we're not doing that." That's stupid. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it. it's uh, this is a big bluff. If they want to do it, they need to start at the children, because if we start at the children, the effect moves on. You know, and I, I feel that kids have a better, a better impact. You know, like. When when a when a child can go to a mother and go, Mum, this is not healthy. I feel that it can have more of a okay, punchier yeah. impact. Then, well, I don't want to speak for everyone, but if you noticed, especially with like kids and stuff, there's normally a correlation on the kid size to a parent size. Mm-hmm. Is that is that is that me? Am I am I talking about? I, 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 I feel I don't so. Know. If you, yes. If yeah. you see like a large family, you'll notice that they're like a large parent. Sorry, you'll normally find the kids are quite large because. That's their lifestyle. Whereas I think, as as adults, I think it's our responsibility to educate your kids and maybe set an example as well. That if you're in shit state, then the kids are probably looking at you thinking, "If my dad and mum's in shit state, then I can be in shit state." Well, I think maybe that's instead of banning adverts and things like that, maybe we should just work on being better individuals and educating kids. I know Tom's going to talk about the ethical side of this as well, and I get I can see him itching to do so, and I know I know what he's going to say, and it comes it does come down to like a home income. I'm not and saying it. <laughs> He's not saying the word. He's not going to say. Gonna say get, it. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to say. All right, let me move on to the next point. I'll let. I'll, 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 let's move on to the next point before we get into it because Tom's going to fucking lose his shit. Next one, they said, is they're going to ban. They're going to ban chocolate crisps and sweets from checkouts. So basically, you know when you go to the checkout, you what you see like I think that's a good idea because yeah, stop that idea. impulse buy of a, yeah. a chocolate bar or I've, I've done it before. I've gone to checkout. And gone, oh, oh, I, I do it every time. I do it every time. Exactly. I think that that that's a that's a big, one. especially with kids. If you're at the till and they they they're waiting, they're bored, they're queuing, and they see it, they're like, oh, okay. Because they, they put they put chocolates, they put they put um cheap. So it's a marketing tool. They put cheap shitty items, do you know, like tin openers and stuff like that. They put them not in certain aisles. They put them near where people buy a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because it's impulse that sort buy. Of, impulse buy. Yeah. yeah and, that, exactly. and that's what they're doing. It's. I think that's a good move. They're doing that. Whether it, whether, I want to see how it's implemented because they, I think that's a really good idea to do it. They should, that should be done. They should, it should be as an impulse buy. But again, I think there should be more, more restrictions on these big companies, and they should have more of an obligation to help society become healthier overall. I think they should have more. Sorry, they, yeah, they should be held accountable more. You know. Yeah, I get you. Uh, next one they talk about is 
calories on menus uh, for food and drink. So ba- it's not on every restaurant and bar. It's basically, I think, I think the, the criteria was if, if you hire more than 250 employees, basically, or whatever it was, it was like a criteria that you had to be a certain size chain. You had to basically display the calories of all your food all your drinks including cal- including alcoholic beverages so to people to when people buy stuff they because i think that actually helps because if you look at a menu you see two thousand calories and you're like oh fuck me i didn't realize yeah. that and it might put you off it we yeah, say with definitely. alcohol people don't actually realize how many calories would be in like in a normal beer like a pint of lager i think it's like three three hundred odd like a normal pint of lager which is quite a lot if you have if you're smashing them out all That's night. A fucking lot, and you think most people. But you can get beers, ten. which are half the half of that. You can find beers which are half of that. So if you saw that alternative, you might think, oh, maybe I'll just go for that one then. It's, you know, it's just as a lighter option. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think we could do more more information like that. Uh, well, there is a point where you can do too much information that it gets a bit baffling. Uh, I think there should be guidelines on how it's how it's written. But yeah, more more simple information for the the simple I like, people. I like I like seeing the calories. To be honest, I think it's a good. I think that's a really good idea because especially I think Weatherspoons do it quite well. They uh, I, I love a good old spoon. Speaking of spoons, but it's uh, they they do it really well. Of, telling you how many calories are in like foods and drinks and it just makes you a little bit like what's one i used to eat before obviously i don't do it now because uh, my, my diet choice but i used to love chicken wings i used to eat chicken wings all the time and they, they, them. They, you ate them last night uh, they, <laughs> they, they have like these <laughs> these chicken wings with a uh, blue cheese sauce and weatherspoons and i used to fucking love them but then i looked at them and apparently all in it's like 1900 calories and i was okay. like what the f-? i blew my mind i thought chicken wings but it's because apparently all the, they're coated in there's the blue cheese sauce all the other little bits it all adds together and i was like fuck I didn't realise at all, and then that you see that, and you you sort of like, oh, should I, you know, if you're obviously if you're on a night out and you're fucking, I don't know, you you sort of cheat me or whatever, then who cares? It's being, but, it's being aware yeah, it's, it's, and yeah, being able aware to make of what them choices. Yeah, you don't yeah. you don't you don't know if they're not giving you the information. The army do it mega up here. I was trying to look at like what was the highest protein source in the food. <laughs> Definitely not the give, meat. <laughs> that, well, that's it. They didn't. They just didn't give it. They just didn't give they any give protein. It, yeah. I was just like looking. All they, you know, their, like, their cop out is in the army. They go, we've 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 gone through the system and we've made sure that everyone can get an adequate amount of nutrition from all their meals by eating in a cookhouse. It's like, well, that's a fucking absolute answer. I mean, was that? It's actually a. There is actually a study on from Perbright uh, training the recruits, and it showed that their nutritional requirements were not met at all. Was that and that'd be good? Bullshit, you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll link that just to put the knife in a little bit. This is another good, another good one they've come out with. The government is they're going to they've used the word outlawed. That's actually a quote from what Ooh. they've said is on wow. buy one get on free on junk food. So buy one get on free in shops on any sort of junk food is going to be stopped now. Which I, mean, I think that's another good thing as well because it, it stops people getting the extra where they don't need it. I mean. On junk food yet, because you don't you don't necessarily need if it's a shit food, then why you're you're just prompting people to go oh I'll have that as another meal, then I'll have that twice this week instead of once. When maybe it's a meal that you should only have once a week because it's not good for you, then I'm having it twice because they're getting the other one for free. So and because it's that buy one get one free, it's enticing people who may be on lower incomes or you know that that we're probably going to yeah, go into more of the social aspect. You don't but, see much buy one get one free on the healthier options, do you? No, no, you it's don't. It's not no. really. Yeah, you don't really see like on the on the real good food, and I I, I find like salads and stuff like that a little not a little bit more expensive. Hmm. Well, if you look at it, if you look at a bag of salad, you never see a bag of salad bar and get them free, but then you'll see a bag of bag of crisps like a multi pack. Yeah, crisps um, multi pack crisps so. bar and get them free. Yeah, I'm not saying crisps are horrible, horrible for you. I mean crisps are great in moderation, but the fact that you're saying oh, I'll have more. But people and and it comes back to Tom's fucking buzzwords here that there there are there are certain people in this world. That will have, and I've been there, 
I've, I've been there at times, especially when I was younger and I moved out, they might only have like fucking four packs of crisps, five packs of crisps. Yep, that yep, might be a noodle. dinner. Yeah, pot, or a yeah, pot, pot noodle. noodle diet, yeah. like, pot noodles are yeah. fucking horrendous. But that is, for some people, near enough a week's food. Like, not like uh, in, in, in an evening, it might just be a packet of crisps and a pot noodle. All those lads in the block that don't have a cooker or a microwave, you know, take away the pot noodle, what can they eat? Well, exactly, yeah. Before we get into the whole social aspect of it, I want to obviously we'll talk about prices and things like that anyway of, of food in general, but is the last one that I saw there, uh, this is where the government's getting a bit of stick for it in the UK, is they're being called a bit hypocritical because this is it's obviously separate, which I think people need to realise is the Eat Out scheme, which is the uh, chance the Exchequer's came out with saying that they're basically cutting the prices or the taxes or something for all of like the restaurants, like eating restaurants. So you can go to places like, I don't know, Nando's and you can get a meal for now half the price of what it was before COVID. So they're now saying that, well, you're telling people to do all this stuff to eat healthier, but you're cutting the price on all these eating out restaurants. And but again, it's, but, I can see they've got to look at it as they're, they're trying to not have the economy. This is what I look at. It. Yes, it trying, it's two separate things, isn't it? It's a separate thing. One's to try and save the economy. One's for the, it's the great health reasons. Because they are doing the healthy thing. That's great. But they are. remember, we've still got an economy that's been smashed to bits through like this furlough and people are not in work. We've got record number of people unemployed. Uh, businesses are downsizing because of COVID. Everybody's looking at... This is not going to be, oh, we've we've found an antidote for COVID. Everything's going to go back to normal. There are businesses that are going, well, actually, we can work from home forever now. We do not yeah, need yeah, to course, pay yeah. these. But you, you can't do that with pay. a restaurant. <laughs> you, you know no, what I mean? That's what, that's what they're worried about because the high street's already dying. Who's going to be going out to the high street and eating it? Do you know what I mean? So that's what they're trying they to the achieve down, and what they're yeah. trying to do is get people, again, back out on the street, back out socialising. Yes, more aware, more so, still social distancing, but get people out doing stuff and helping the economy by And to be fair, mate, if they're, if they're adding this calories on menu thing, even if these places are offering at half price, hopefully they'll implement this fact that they're going to have to register the cat they're gonna have to put calories on all these meals now and people eat out so maybe people will be more aware of what they're eating with the more information that they're going to put on yeah i yeah it's, it's all it's down to education good. isn't it yeah it's, it's, it's pretty important i mean tom's tom I've, tom's been sitting quite quietly but he's, but been, he's been itching to he's say been it taking notes he is going to go full send on this now I, i've been filling my mags mate <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom, God, we, I've been through all that. That's their plan. There might be more. There might be more. There might be less. But we'll go into what Tom's thinking. Well, the important thing we've got to talk about here, first of all, we're going way back here, is uh, Andy's plan for genocide. And uh, I've got a contingency <laughs> for that. And that is um, we, we begin with any man over the age of 40, no, 45, give him a bit of leeway, that still wears denim. <laughs> and we still wears denim. We, we start with them. Uh, but yeah, other than that, that's sorted. That's in the, that's in the bag. Uh, on top of that, so, you know, without having to say my buzzword, uh, such as socioeconomics, um, there is a... Oh, I'm moist now, mate. I'm moist. Yeah, it's, it is, you know, it's fucking complicated. It is complicated. And the government is hypocritical in it as well in regards to, obviously, yeah, saving the economy in regards to the eat, what is it called? The eat? Eat out, eat out scheme, I think. Yeah, the eat out scheme. Yeah, it's I do understand out. it's, you know, it, it, as hypocritical as it is, the economy's got to be saved in one way or another. And, you know, food places in particular, restaurants have been hit fucking hard. You know, things like McDonald's and stuff, you know, not too bad because they was doing Deliveroo as soon as they could. You know, things like um, eating restaurants, whole different story. First of all, I want to define what 
can we even def- are we how are we defining what is a healthy food? What what are we going to start banning? I know, guys. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you define junk food. Are we are we defining it because you know the cause of obesity, as we know, is is fucking absolutely mental when we take in different factors. But if we're talking from a food stance, if we're blaming food here, what are we considering healthy food here? Are we going just off of the calorie content? Because if we're talking about obesity, it is down to calories in versus calories out at the end of the day. Oh, but hang a minute, are we talking about health now? Because, you know, we had a whole conversation on saturated fat, foods that are highly processed, but, you know, very low in uh, nutrients. You know, it's one of those things where we've got to differentiate here and pinpoint what is it we're talking about when we talk about unhealthy food. Because if we are talking about obesity, you know, I'd say it's to do with the calories and the highly calorific food. But tell me this, in regards to banning um, adverts, advertising, you know, deals on particular food products, are we going to target the pop noodle? Or are we going to target things like uh, the graze bars? Because, you know, everyone's looking yeah. at the graze mm. bars. And so, what is a graze bar? It's basically, it's packaged like it's some kind of holistic, you know, food, basically, you know, all nuts and seeds. But here's the thing. It's high in refined sugars. You know, it's extremely calorific. It's not very filling. People look at the packaging and think, oh, my God, this is the epitome of health. There's a leaf on the packaging. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's very hard to, you know, when we say, oh, unhealthy food, it's like, well, what are we defining as unhealthy food? Because what some people would perceive as healthy foods, I would say, actually, I'd consider that not the best thing to add into your well, diet. Well, if we said before, we said that anything could be unhealthy of too much. I mean, look at an avocado. If you smash loads of avocados, which are considered a healthy food, then you're going to get fat because of how they're calorie dense. So if you're smashing loads of avocados to get yeah. more healthy, but you're in like a calorie surplus, you're going to get obese eventually. So it's kind of like, well, is that is that unhealthy? I don't. That's that ex- that's exactly my point. You know, despite what dietary protocols you follow, calories are kin when it comes to weight gain and weight loss. And it's it's very easy to point the finger at a certain food and say, this bad or this good. But actually, that's not the point. And here's the thing. This is where I'd say, rather than become a totalitarian fucking you know, nation where we're telling people what they can and can't eat or telling businesses what they can and can't uh, you know, advertise and at what times, we should be concentrating more on education. I mean, here's the thing. There's certain social inequalities that no amount of education is going to fix, but at least we could somewhat curb the, pr- the problem with education. So making a comparison with, uh, you know, oh, and I have seen this quite a fair few times where, oh, well, we improved people's health by banning, uh, you know, cigarette packaging in certain countries, because in certain countries it's, uh, it's just a white box now. Or in the UK, oh, it's all hidden behind the till now, behind the cupboard, so we're no longer advertising it. I mean, you're literally comparing two totally different products. I mean, cigarettes, I mean, I want to say they're not a necessity. I know that people have a chemical dependence on them, but you you don't require nicotine to live. Whereas with food, you require food, whether it be absolute shit for you or not. You require calories, whether they be, and I hate fucking saying this because there's no such thing as good and bad calories, but, oh, good or bad calories, you require calories in general to fucking live. And for some families, they re- they rely on that bog-off deal, buy one, get one free. And once again, it's like, what are we considering to be a healthy food and an unhealthy food here? You know, for certain families, to buy one, get one free on, you know, noodles is necessary for them to survive if they've got like a, 
a low-income family. I think that's an education, mate, because you're, a lot of these foods, that they're quite quick and simple, whereas people... I hate the argument people say, healthy food's expensive. Well, it's not fucking expensive. It's just more complicated. If you go and buy loads of fruit and veg, like loads of veg, for example, and like pasta, veg, and all, all those little bits from a supermarket, it's not expensive at all, but it's knowing what to do with them. It's knowing how to prepare the vegetables, how to cook the vegetables. That's the issue, not the price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing. Whenever I mention... When I mention socioeconomic factors, right... People get fucking seething at the at the fucking in the face, right? And they froth at the mouth because they assume that all I'm talking about is the price of food. Well, I'm not. The whole point of socio-economic factors. There's a fucking key word there. It's factors. There's several factors. It's not just about price. Oh well, you can get these vegetables for this amount of price. It's not just that. Education comes down to a big part of it as well, and expectations as well. What we've been led to believe as well plays a massive part in it and that comes down to the social aspect of socioeconomic factors i was having a conversation with someone recently and that is you know the vast majority of us can afford vegetables and we can prepare them but here's the thing it hasn't got to necessarily be fresh vegetables it can simply be a bag of frozen mixed veg yeah Li- yeah frozen veg the vast Cheap, majority of the population can afford it the vast majority can store it and prepare it however education and expectation a lot of people if you say to them why don't you get frozen veg there's a lot of people just assume it's bad because it's frozen well it's processed isn't it it's, it's been frozen it's not, it's not as good if it's, if it's frozen no it doesn't really use, lose there's its arguments that say frozen's better because of the fact it's frozen when it's fresh whereas there's, there's the other stuff is sometimes like stored for a little yeah, bit yeah because it, it's deti- as soon as you take something from its source like the yeah, ground or wherever you cut it isn't it it's yeah. starting to go back whereas they freeze where, it at source so yeah, it's frozen they freeze it there and then anyway. so it's, it's basically paused it's degenerating de- de- yeah, light yeah expectation once again people have the expectation that oh isn't it going to be all nasty and soggy and mushy if it's been frozen ah, not, not, f- not at all you can, yeah it I doesn't can, change I can, the I can tell you I can make I can make soggy food out of fresh yeah or frozen do you see what I mean by it's not just about price people have that fucking tunnel vision buzzword number three of the podcast they have that tunnel vision where they assume all we're talking about is price and that's our argument it's not you fucking idiot the whole reason why it's factors is that there's several different factors. You, you fucking numbskulls. Honestly, these people wind me up. Tom's, Tom's now snapped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, education and fighting misinformation as well is a massive important factor in how we can, uh, you know, deal with the obesity crisis. In regards to censorship, uh, you know, not just censoring adverts, but censoring where we place food in the stores as well. So yeah, I mean, it is a clever marketing tactic to put things near the front of the till. I mean, that is just like a grab and go thing, isn't it? But here's the thing: by censoring, you're not actually changing people's habits. You're just simply taking people's access away to affordable food from them. Do you know what I mean? If you stop doing adverts for, you know, fast food, it's not going to make a massive impact. You know, at the end of the day, because it's not to do with old people look at these adverts and straight away they want that food. I mean, yeah, they might do sometimes. People still smoke, mate. People still start smoking. Yeah, exactly. It's not because one, it's a built-in habit, and two, they just simply don't know any better. Do you know what I mean? I'll say one thing. You know, Mark. Remember Mark from our vegan episode? He made a really good point about health is not seen as cool. And I think no, that's, that's an issue. Things like smoking are seen as cool. That's why people perhaps start it as one of the reasons. Whereas we, I think we, if we make health yeah. more of a, a cool thing for younger people, that might change people's uh, inception. Because well, people look at it and think, oh, broccoli's not cool. It's not cool to have a plate full of salad. But well, there's no cool superhero named Mr. Broccoli, is there? 
Oh, here we go. <laughs> Fucking hell, Andy. No, no, no good story starts with a salad bill. Yeah, that's the point I'm making. It's, we're, we're, we're already taking the piss. And that's, Here's yeah. the thing we haven't even got to talk. Don't get me wrong, it'd be extremely beneficial if we increase our you know our, our nutritional intake via vegetables and fruits. But here's the thing even then, if we're talking about because here's the thing Bojo, Boris Johnson, but we call him Bojo, uh, mates of his, like when it if we're, t- if we're talking about an like, obesity epidemic. It is about energy balance. Now, of course, the foods you eat are going to you know, affect it in a big way. But we're talking solely about energy balance here. And here's the thing. People who do eat highly processed foods, etc., might still be able to somewhat combat their obesity if they at least know somewhat about energy balance, etc. In regards to censorship, like censoring adverts, censoring you know, highly palatable foods, etc., all you're doing is you're just taken away you're not actually adding anything so what could you do instead instead of taking away you can add and you can add education and i said earlier on about fighting misinformation that is extremely important and social media in particular i mean even though i'm talking about censorship i know it's a bit shit i'm talking about you know censorship but at the same time i'm going to say there does need to be somewhat some sort of regulation on social media in regards to misinformation particularly in regards to nutrition however it is hard to do that when you've got even doctors at loggerheads over various yeah, bits of evidence, etc. Of, et of MDs you see, on oh, fucking carnivore MD. Fuck yeah, well, people yeah. like that, mate. It's, well, this yeah, is this is the thing, isn't yeah. it? It's, it comes down to then you've got like freedom of speech and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and someone could truly believe what they're they're like. This diet, this diet, it might work for them, and yes, it might work from a short period of time. So they believe in it, it, it but it might not have. And I feel that the UK, because we're a now nation, we're a now society, now, 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 people seem to think you don't wake up like one day you're skinny. You don't literally wake up and think, fucking hell, I'm 30 stone. It doesn't (laughs) happen like that overnight. You know, most people you speak to, it's taking even like children that you're not born. There are big babies. Don't get me wrong, and there are other but factors. Morbidly but, obese. But, no, they're not but, morbidly yeah, but they're, obese popping out. Very rarely do you find a morbidly <laughs> obese baby. No. So so there is something that we're doing wrong, you know, and we're... Well, that's what I said before, didn't I, about the parents. If you look at larger parents, normally their kids are the same side because it's that la- it's, it's, it's the, the lack of education that the parents are... I think it's our responsibility. I mean, obviously, I'm not a parent, but you two are both parents. I think it's responsibility as parents to pass the knowledge of, look, if you're going to eat, that much food, you're gonna to have to do a bit of exercise, or you're gonna start putting the weight on. You know, and that's the basics of it, really. Or things you know, like portion much... control. Yeah, port- you know? exactly. If you're gonna eat that much food, you need to be careful. There are a lot of people in this world that don't want to exercise because they don't like don't like the feeling of being out. That's of fine. They that's don't... fine. But you just need to eat less. You just need to make sure you're not eating too much for your energy requirements. You it know? comes down to other factors such as expectations. Like for some people, you say you need to exercise. Here's the thing. Do you know if you like doctors, in fact, GPs, if if you was to go to a GP's office and ask about exercise, a lot of them wouldn't actually know, because it's, it's not something they specialise in. No. Like, well, what should I do, doctor, in regards to exercise? And you just watch the blank face appear. And that's the thing, expectation. is like, if you just take his thing, me, you, Andy, we are initiated. We know what fitness is, and we know it's very subjective. But if you just take Maria, you know, off of the council estate and say you need to exercise to her it's where do i fucking begin someone like me i could simply say are you in an area where you can walk safely yeah 
that's all you have to do. They assume that exercise is you have to be in the gym. Some people don't consider walking an exercise because they've never considered that it's a it's energy expenditure. They don't realise how their heart rate can rise during a power walk. Power walk has been humiliated over the past, you know, fucking, what, a couple of years. People see it as like an old woman thing. It's not. It's one of the easiest ways and consistent and convenient ways to burn calories. I think that's the one thing we need to do more is educate on energy balance. Yeah. We've got to combat misinformation as well. I mean, in regards to ex- expectations plays a massive, massive role on people's perceptions of nutrition and exercise and everything that's ever existed ever. Like, uh, there's there's one cocksucker I absolutely fucking hate on Instagram. And he's one of those people that makes infographics where it's two pictures of him holding different uh, food types in both pictures. It's like, oh, instead of this, eat this. So it's like, oh, instead of eating this, he's got a picture of a bag of frozen veg and he's doing like an f- upset frowny face. He's like, oh, eat this instead. He's got like the fucking £10 completely organic fucking, you know, ex- most expensive, pretentious looking bag of salad that's going to go mouldy in three days without with a shit shelf so life. That's the problem, isn't it? Things it's, like it's, that put people off. Things like put people off. It's like, well, oh, so frozen uh, food, bad? Frozen veggies, bad? Oh, okay. And this people guy, take what they see on social media verbatim these days. Like they'll sit and go, "That must be a fact." That's this true. guy That's with the one million followers says this is bad. Yeah, so yeah. you know, it comes down to expectation as well. I think what you're saying, a really good thing we need to say is what you touched on earlier was we need to stop taking things away and start adding things in, like education and you know resources to help people make the right decisions. Not not start take not start taking people. Like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna take junk food all away from the from the tills. It's like, well, great. You can still eat junk food, but you need to tell people about the need for energy expenditure monitoring. You know. Maybe, maybe there should be the government should be funding something to do with maybe something that you can you can literally put your budget in, and it could give you options within your food range of what like do you know like all these factors like how many kids you've got to feed all this that and the other and it can give you like sort of an option and this get put together with by the health guidelines and sort of stuff of alternative good options in within your budget you know. They did, uh, I think they did actually do something like that in the States and it did prove effective. But here's the thing, it's one of those things where do you want to give a fisherman a fish or do you want to give him the net? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of those things where just hand feeding people, it, don't get me wrong, charity does start at home and there is a lot of like social equalities and people are struggling. But at the same time, we need to think of like a long-term solution and it's a complicated thing. It is a very complicated situation we find ourselves in. And that's why I think we need to kind of start at an educational level. So things like schools, etc., home economics. My personal opinion, uh, and I'll probably get loads of shit from this, people um, don't want to change. People are, because we're too, like, if you get fat enough, you don't have to go to work, do you? You, you, you know what I mean? And, and then because we've got all, like, this depression and we've got all these mental health issues and all this, that and the other, we've come to a point where in society you can't turn around and say anything to anyone because of feelings and stuff like this. I do believe there are too many piss takers. I'll get you coming from, yeah. It's quite, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a minefield of a subject. but yeah. You are going to get outliers at the end of the day that there are people that, you know, they actually they're celebrities because they're obese. You know, um, you also, I mean, there was that that one guy who was almost flaunting his own. You know, I'm not fat shaming here, but he was flaunting his obesity and how the NHS had to constantly keep treating him. And he was, it was almost like he was flaunting this idea that he was 
taking the British taxpayers' money. Do you know what I mean? Uh, another film we'll talk about very quickly because I never got a chance to touch on it, and that is the whole calories on menus. So I'm a bit funny about this one, but maybe not for the reasons you might think. So I do like the idea of it because it's particularly useful for people such as us that like to track. I understand for some people it could, especially those that do have like eating disorders, it can it can kind of like trigger off their eating disorders, etc. Oh, it can be, yeah, be stigmatising yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, I mean, if you want to go out for someone's birthday and literally just enjoy it for that one night, for some people just seeing that calorie count, can it can actually ruin their whole fucking evening. Yeah, they and might not eat at all. On they might the next like, day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't um, even think about that at all, mate. But even, even though I, I do actually like the idea of it, one of the reasons why I'm not going to put too much faith in it, particularly in, in like home restaurants, is that the calorie count is going to be extremely inaccurate. Um, I'm pretty sure there might have actually been a study on this as well. I'll have to try and dig through that. I wish I hadn't fucking mentioned that now, because now I've actually got to go and dig through and find the study. You have. Yeah. This is why <laughs> but, I don't spout too much shit like that. Like, certain home restaurants. Like, if you go to somewhere like McDonald's or KFC, because everything is just, like, mass processed, it's going to be within a quite... The, the calorie... The accuracy for those calories is going to be quite tight. But if you go to like a home restaurant, here's the thing: with chefs, they don't really have a a protocol for like a specific amount of oil they should add to the dish, etc. If they're trying to cook something and they're throwing oil in it, if you if you if you have a Chinese, yeah, like look at Chinese takeaways, etc. They're not counting how much oil is going into the food. I mean, oil is so calorie. People don't realize oil. If you if you're not adding oil to your calorie count, you need to start doing it because you a tablespoon of oil is about a hundred odd calories. Yeah, lot, I mean, here's the here's the point you made earlier actually is about when you're going about like the the, the blue cheese and the chicken wings etc. You was like wondering why the fuck is this so calorific? I mean, if we take away the blue cheese sauce, because straight away that is going to be extremely calorific. Um, but I mean, uh, especially because of the fat content. But it's it's what they're cooked in most of the time. It's the oils and it is the oils and in the day and the butters and these are things that chefs don't really think about when they throw in the food it's just an yeah, awful put it whack- yeah cool. just like i'll fucking drizzle that on whoosh whack it in you actually find as well a lot of people that are new to calorie counting that's one of the biggest pitfalls at first is that like they count everything but they don't take into consideration that little teaspoon of oil and as you said oil even though it's you know, it's very small in the volume. It's highly calorie dense. Yeah, yeah. Now you imagine you go to a Chinese takeout, etc. You know, they're they doing put about four. It's leaves. fucking yeah. swimming. It's swimming yeah, in oil. it is swimming. Um, you know, t- food types like that where they they, they make their mass making dishes in like a massive wok, and they're just like pouring the oil in. Even like if you go to like um, fucking Toby Carvery, every potato is not the same size. You know. Yeah. Every, Every bit of meat it's is going to be a rough content. It's yeah, so it's not going to be. I, I would. Oh fuck you, Ralph! He's kicking off. But yeah, like uh, you see what he's doing. He made like a skateboard ramp. He's going to do some. What's uh, he doing? In your, he's what? like smashing your sink up. This is why cats he, are weird. Dogs just cruise around the floor. Yeah, dogs don't climb on the fucking kitchen counter. He's, like that. <laughs> he's got the yump today because I gave him a bath. Yeah, oh, we had a, well. we had a bath together. But yeah, like um, I definitely had to have the hump then. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything to him. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. But yeah, like I want my boxes in the bath. 
uh, and he wore he, he wore some as well. But yeah, like um, it's I, I I wouldn't put too much faith in the calorie content on like restaurant calorie counting because I think they do it on things like some TGIs I've been to I've had it on there and even then I've taken it of a pinch of salt because I know what's going on in the back of that kitchen so before the, this podcast began you guys never heard of socioeconomics before and I know that like, I've opened you guys up to that but it's one of those things now where if you try and tell the majority of the British public socioeconomics exist they will not have it they will fight you tooth and nail to deny its existence, despite the, sev- the amount of evidence out there. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so it's you know it's a difficult situation, but at the same time, I just don't think the way forward is to literally cut off some people's way of surviving. You know, some people rely on those deals, and as I said, it's a very subjective thing when we talk about well, what are we considering unhealthy? Because I would consider half of what is marketed as health foods unhealthy simply because it's just because it's got a nice sexy packaging. It's made from <clears throat> quotation marks natural ingredients, but it's extremely highly calorie dense. Or they've got like they've got something that says high in protein, so that's what they're running oh, with. But God, the rest yeah. of it's full of shit. Yeah, like uh, you get that uh, protein Weetabix. And it says, oh, source of protein, keyword being source, not high. And you look on the back of the packaging, it's like 0.02 grams of protein per serving. Well, they didn't lie. Technically, it is a source. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? So, yeah, you, you are right. And and maybe maybe the companies have an obligation, maybe more, you know, to do to do better, uh, like a moral obligation to do, to do yeah, better. Of course they do, mate, but it's never going to happen, is it? Money talks, let's be honest. <laughs> But this is where the government could step in, and then you're. Well, they did with they did with the sugar tax, didn't they? Don't you remember the sugar tax? Apparently, yeah. there's actually been stuff to say that that's actually helped by by actually because if you if you go into a shop and you see full fat coke and normal uh, diet coke, and there's a price difference, you're more likely to go with the cheap ones because it's cheaper. The only reason the full fat ones more expensive is because of that sugar tax. I'll argue that worked in a way, to be honest. I mean, I know people don't like tax in general, but I think the sugar tax is an example of how they the government clamped down on these big companies saying right you're putting too much sugar in this food we're taxing you more on it and yeah. if people want to have that more they've got to pay more for it which I, and it did work to, to an extent yeah definitely definitely because then it's your choice whether to buy it or not yeah cause it's more expensive it's not like an argument well that's cheaper it's not is it you're paying more to have sugar <laughs> i mean that's a slippery slope because once again it comes down to that uh you know totalitarian regime yeah of course as i said but people don't like tax people don't want to be different to be and taxed. the thing's like i'm not exactly saying i disagree with it Either though, it's just I don't know. I don't know about it because it's like a slippery slope. As Where I does said. it stop? You're basically you're yeah. playing devil's advocate type bit. You understand you start taxing fat, you start and... taxing everything else because then... because they did they did do it with uh, McDonald's chicken nuggets years ago, didn't they? They actually changed the quality of the meat, and yeah, people yeah. was yeah. like, they don't taste the same anymore. <laughs> you know. If anyone wants to get in touch for us about anything we spoke about today, especially the the weight side of things, because we said education is the most important thing about tackling obesity. If you need a bit of advice on it, just get in touch with any of us. We'll, we'll be happy to help, you know. I mean, that's that's the important thing. We're happy to educate to educate further. Tom, why are you laughing? Tom, do you I, want to help? Are you, are you not an educator? I've, I've already got my next conspiracy theory. So for me, guys, uh, again, it's it's advice, what we think. Uh, it, it's, it's subjective. Even, even if you just want to chat about it, get in touch. If not, if you don't think it's fuck it, if you just think we're talking bullshit, just keep listening anyway. Uh, let us know in the comments down below. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the fucking Matrix has copy and pasted this conversation. Look at the backgrounds of you two, the towels. You've both got the I exact noticed, same towel. I noticed, oh. Bill, I <laughs> Bill literally moved his screen to get more more of the. Uh, you in the Matrix, Bill? Yeah. It's a glitch.
Are you glitching the Matrix? At this point, we're just wasting people's time, aren't we? Right, lads, I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure as always. Yeah, catch you later. See you later. As always, thanks for listening. I just want to clarify a mistake I made in the episode. I said that drunk food adverts will be banned after 9pm, when in fact I meant before 9pm, which obviously makes a lot more sense. I've got some really exciting news as well, as Coach Dean Hammond, who we've had on the podcast before, uh, as a film in this episode, he's really, really close to releasing his first blog post for us. Um, you know, it could be out the time you're hearing this. Uh, it's going to be really good. You know, he's always dropping knowledge bombs. You know, we're really looking forward to, to reading it. So head over to chatshitgetfit.com for all the details. And while you're there, do not forget to sign up to the newsletter and you'll be able to get all the updates and you'll be told when Dean releases new blog posts. We will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon. Mm-hmm.